Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues, and Happy New Year, the first broadcast of 2024. We made it this far. <laughs> and our guest today is uh, Mitch Town from a band called SRT in Omaha, Nebraska. And we'll be talking How's it to going? Yeah, we'll be talking to Mitch after we talk about this. Growing up in St. Louis, the blues has always been like a strong influence and has been my entire life, not just in St. Louis, but to me personally. In fact, one of the logos we use is featuring the Alabama Serenaders from way back in the 1930s. It has my grandfather there in the middle with his clarinet pointed up toward the gods, right? Well, the Soulard Blues Festival, the B3 Blues Festival, really captures that historic blues flavor of St. Louis. The B3 Blues Festival in St. Louis is an outdoor concert festival. It's held in historic Soulard Market. When you think of New Orleans, you think of Bourbon Street. When you think of Chicago, you think of Rush Street. When you think of Memphis, you think of Beale Street. When you think of blues in St. Louis, think of Soulard Market. Now, the flavor is local blues artists. Savory tradition of classic blues does not and will not be forgotten. We remember it throughout the day. The 2023 festival has come and gone. 2024 is right around the corner already. It's in May. In addition to the great music, of course, they've got art, different types of art on display. And of course, there's beer tasting. I mean, it's St. Louis, right? You got to have the beer. So it's the Soulard B3 Blues Festival, located in historic Soulard Market. Uh, you can find out about them on Facebook. You can check them out at their website, which is St. Louis b3festival.com and speaking of blues that's how i classify srt mitch town mm -hmm. our guest today is that or is it more like jazz it's i always get the two confused because uh blues seems mm -hmm. to follow the one four five most of the time and jazz is more off syncopate, uh, off syncopate. yeah we're kind of yeah, we're kind of all over the board it's uh it's an instrumental trio but uh we take influences from kind of a pretty wide variety you know, there's really, uh, it's a lot of jazz influence, a lot of rock, a lot of fusion. You yeah. know, you consider it a fusion band, kind of. How long have you guys been together? Well, the story is pretty, <clears throat> it's pretty interesting. So the band is called SRT, which stands for Cinewick, Robinson, and Town. <clears throat> so, you know, I grew up listening to bands like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So, you know, yeah, right. the, the whole uh, law firm name for a band right. you know bto elp right crosby yeah. stills nash exactly right <clears throat> so uh so the band consists of um the other two guys andrew Sinewick and J john jr robinson those are names which some people might know uh john jr robinson is considered uh one of the most if not the most recorded drummer of all time wow yeah, J.R. Robinson uh, was the drummer on uh, a ton of, I mean, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, uh, Quincy Jones. He was the drummer for Rufus and Shaka Khan. Wow, uh, okay. He's the drummer on the entire album Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. So songs like Rock With You and um, uh, I Can't Help It and, um, you know, class. Oh, and he's the drummer on most of the album bad by michael jackson no so kidding. the that's, way you make me yeah 
the way you make me feel and dirty diana and the song bad that's all jr robinson he's the drummer on (laughs) right he's literally one of the most recorded drummers of all time he's the drummer on on um all night long by lionel richie and saving all my love for you by whitney houston i mean the guy's one of the most recorded session drummers of all time and uh the guitar player andrew sinewick is one of the modern greats of uh in the uh in the session world he uh he played guitar on the last album by the who uh he uh he's he's the he's the guitar player on the soundtrack of frozen the famous disney movie right so both of these guys are really uh pedigreed musicians who have uh, just a resume list that is insane and they're both based out of los angeles yeah, I, I was going to say, so what are they, what are they yeah. doing in Omaha? Well, they're not. The, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm in Omaha. Okay. I'm the Omaha guy. That's okay. how you found me. Okay. Was uh, But I still live in Omaha. But the band is sort of based out of L- L.A., but I go out there all the time to to do stuff. I met Jr. Um, I think, in 2017. And we just – we he was touring at that time. He still, yeah, he still does with uh, the famous writer and arranger David Foster. Who's who's the guy? Uh, you know who's written and arranged some of the most famous stuff, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. You know the guy's got a million Grammys, and he tours around. And Jr. is his drummer, and they performed here in Omaha. And I happened to meet Jr. We it was just a brief meeting. It was like a five minute, like, hey man, I you know you're Jr. Robinson, and you know and just it was just really not you know because I knew who he was because I'm I'm a musician. I follow that kind of stuff, right, right, and. Um, so uh he gave me his business card and i think he was just doing it to be nice you know it was not it it wasn't like i would ever have a reason to call the most recorded drummer of all time living here exactly. in Omaha. Like, hey can you come play on my demo you know <laughs> right. so and a little background about me i am uh i probably i play a wide variety of stuff i focus a lot on jazz i'm I'm a Hammond organ player. I play all keyboards, but I really focus on the Hammond B3. That's uh-huh. my sound. I really love straight ahead Hammond organ music. I'm really into think funk and soul. You know, that's Tower so funny because I just talked about the the B3 Blues Festival. Exactly, it's named I was after the B3. That. That's funny, <clears throat> right? So, um, yeah, and he gave me his card. So the next few years, I use it as a bit as uh, as 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 a bookmark. You know, it's uh-huh. like, hey, I got this famous drummer's card. What you know. Well, the pandemic rolls around and then the world shuts down and all the gigs go away. So I'm depressed like everybody else, you know. And um, so in 2020 around, and I remember this specifically in September of that year, uh, I was watching the Quincy Jones documentary that is on Netflix. Uh And JR is in it because JR was Quincy Jones's main drummer there for quite a while. uh, He's on Quincy's record, uh, uh, the dude, he's on all that stuff that Quincy was producing in the early to mid eighties. He's mm-hmm. the drummer on "We Are the World." I mean, okay. he's that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jr. is interviewed in this Quincy Jones documentary, and I'm like, "Hey, there's there's Jr. Robinson. I've got his business card. Cool, right?" So then, a couple weeks later, I'm watching the David Foster documentary that's also on Netflix, and who turns up in it again? <laughs> Jr. And that just triggered something in my head. And I was thinking to myself, okay, ideally the world is going to open up again. Yep. You know, I need to, I need to be focused on what's coming next. I need to have something to look forward to, or at least try to set up some things in preparation for when 
the world opens up again. Mm -hmm. And I got this idea at that time, there was this really great club here in Omaha, the jewel and a uh, beautiful club. And I just got this idea. It's like, what if I put together um, a special show, <clears throat> a tribute to J.R. Robinson featuring J.R. Robinson? And what if I bring him in and put together a band and we do a bunch of songs that he made famous, basically. We just do yeah. a bunch of songs that he's the drummer on. And I thought, what's what's the worst he can say? Because believe it or not, here in here in Omaha, there's some killer musicians. And I knew I could put together a crack band <clears throat> with a singer. And I got a singer here. She doesn't live here now, but or, but at that time she did that could sing Whitney and Shaka like nobody's business. Yeah. So I pitched him an email. I have his contact information. He gave me his card, you know. So I pitched him an email thinking, what's the worst he can say is no. Well, he liked that idea. And I think he was looking for something to do, you know? Right. So we talked about it and figured it out. And at the end of 2021, we put that show together here in Omaha. We sold out the jewel for two shows and I put together this great band and we just knocked it out of the park and JR was thrilled. So then he wanted to take that group on the road, but that's a, but that was like a six piece band and that's a little pricey. So yeah. in the meantime, I said to him, well, have you ever thought about recording like, you know, like an orchid trio record? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, let's do that. And so then we went about putting together who the third member was going to be. And JR said, I got the guy. He's this hot new session guy here in town. I just did a session with him. They had just done, uh, they had just done a movie session for a Brad Pitt movie uh, called Bullet Train. And they had redone the uh, Staying Alive by the uh -huh. Bee Gees in, in Japanese for this, <laughs> for this movie. And he's like, Andrew Sinewick is he's the new guy. And so we approached Andrew when he was interested. And then in, um, in, uh, in, uh, this would have been 2022 in July of 2022, we got together out at LAFX in, uh, Los Angeles and recorded the record live in two days. Wow. Kind of the old fashioned way guys in the studio, you know, we didn't do it remotely. We got together and, uh, we put the record out this year 2023 and we hit the road touring we uh we did a we went we did a tour of japan and then we did a uh, a tour up the east coast in baltimore we did a week at birdland in new york and uh we finished up doing a master class up up at berkeley school of music that's quite a story <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, was, had you yourself, because you yourself are an accomplished musician, you're Grammy nominated. Mm -hmm. Had you reached a level like that as well? No. Have you ever no. toured worldwide <clears throat> like that? No, no. This was my first time out of, out of the country, and uh, so yeah, it's definitely I moved up a level for sure <laughs> playing with these guys, and uh, you know, with the just with the pedigree. You know, you have to imagine from you know. I've done plenty of sessions in my time, right. but I mean, not like that. Right. So here I am going into the recording studio with two of the most recorded guys. There as guys who live in the recording yeah. studio. They've made their careers in the studio. So they don't get nervous when the red light goes on. Right. You know, <laughs> but for me, it's like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta hang with these guys, you know? So the entire record, so the record is called the Vanguards of Groove. And we just put it out in September and it's on all streaming platforms. You can find it. 
Uh, and if you want a physical copy, you can go to our website, srtgroove.com, and you can send us a message and I can get you a CD sent out. And uh, it's a mix of, we all wrote together. We, we wrote some stuff individually. There were some collaborations. So there's tunes by all of us on there. And uh, it's a good variety of, you know, just a, just a really good variety of rock, funk, and soul. Mm -hmm. And there's straight ahead, you know, uh, Andrew's got a beautiful ballad on there called Long Road, which is just fantastic. Uh, I, th I think the first track that you're going to play is called Talshaya. And that is uh, that 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 was written by Jr. and Andrew, and it is a uh, it's a thrasher, you know. It's sort of a throwback to that Billy Cobham '70s stuff, kind of a Jan Hammer, Billy Cobham kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this the music's all over the board on this album, and I'm really excited about it. So, Talshaya, as an example, do you write that? Do you write that together? Did you come well? Okay, yeah. in that case, in that case, uh, Jr. had written the groove and the chord changes, and he had okay. sent that to us saying, "Hey, can you know somebody write a melody over this?" And Andrew stepped up and wrote this real shredding okay. melody over it. It's a very guitar-heavy tune, uh, and what you'll hear on the record is since it is a trio. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's one of the things about playing the organ, about playing B three, is I'm playing all the bass parts too. Right. So there is no that's bass what I picked player. Up, it's like you're the foundation. Right. There's no bass player on it. So I'm playing bass parts with mostly my left hand and left foot uh -huh. and then soloing and comping with my right hand. So that's what makes it really, that's what's fun for me about playing organ is I have a direct connection to the drummer. You know, I love playing with bass players. I love playing with great bass players, but there's something fun about being the bass player also and being able to control the tension and the movement of how the bass moves and being able to connect directly. And when you're playing with a guy like J.R. Robinson, who's got, you know, one of the greatest grooves in history, his yeah. feel is just ridiculous. And then you lock in. You just you lock in, man. And yeah. it's just like I'm locking in with J.R. You That's know, so cool. And, and Andrew's as you'll hear on these tracks, Andrew is a monster. This guy, Andrew is one of those guys who can play, I mean, he's a chameleon. He can play every style authentically. Mm -hmm. You know, so throughout this record, you know, here's, you know, Talshai is a shredder. And uh, we have a tune that I wrote called The Experience, which is, you know, he sounds like he sounds like Wes, you know, Montgomery. And he right, sounds right. like and there's another tune where he sounds like, you know, like the meters, you know, I mean, it's like but it's authentic because that's what that guy does when he goes into the recording studio and someone says, OK, I want this to sound like this. He has to be able to do that. You know, he has to be able to sound like go anywhere from playing like Chet Atkins to you know playing like lucather to making it sound like the black album by by uh, metallica you know he's yeah. got to be able to do all those different things and have all those tricks in his bag and he does you know that's so amazing. that's uh, yeah. so amazing now when you guys get together you fly out there and and do yeah, you ever, just, yeah, do you ever just, practice yes yeah. yes we get okay. together <clears throat> yeah like so when we went to japan i went out to la the week before and we had a couple of rehearsals just to just to you know get these things back under our fingers and then we mm -hmm. went to Japan when we did the um when we did the tour of the east coast we went to baltimore and then we went, went out to birdland for a week uh we had a special guest who one of the most recorded saxophone players of all time tom scott yeah if you look up tom tom scott's resume he's on like the jr of saxophone i mean he's the sax player on so many things asia by steely dan and gaucho by steely dan and 
he's on, you know, Rosanna by Toto and he's the, he's got a great TikTok page. You should check it out sometime where he'll, the, his, his TikTok videos, he'll be playing along with the sax part of this famous song. And then it'll cut to him going, yeah, that was really me, you know? And so he's <laughs> like, that, and is he, that him on, is that him on FM? You said Steely Dan, is that him on FM? Uh, no, he's not on FM. Okay. He is on, he did all the horn arrangements for Asia. So he's okay. the soloist on black cow. Okay. And he did all the horn arrangements for Gaucho. So he's the soloist on uh on the title track, Gaucho. Uh-huh. But anyway, so we did so we did it. So that's just just to speak to what you're saying about about me playing in a different level of players. So here I was playing with Tom Scott, you know, a dude that I've listened so to cool. growing up, you know. And for me, one of the great things about playing with guys like JR and Tom and is getting the stories. You know, oh, yeah. it's like I go to dinner with them, I'm like, okay, Tom. Tell me what it was like to play with Steely Dan. He's like, oh, well, you know, and he gives me the right. whole story. And JR's got stories for days. JR's working on a book right now, actually. He'll be putting out a book this coming year about his about his career, which is just going to be full of stories. Just, you know, just, that's his, for me. just his experience with Quincy Jones. Oh, yeah. A book in its own, you know, because Quincy yeah, is like, such a, he's like a god of music yeah you know? <laughs> and and jr was quincy's guy man he's yeah. like every session he did he had to have jr on it you know and it was just so the fact that just just to get those stories of what it was like to play with michael and the difference between michael yeah. on off the wall and michael on bad you know it's just been for me because that's kind of stuff's my catnip man you know i read musician <laughs> that's my heroine my hero yeah that. man i'll i'll watch the rick beato videos when he interviews people like andy summers or steve gadd or people like that just to hear those stories you know yeah. so to play in a band with a guy like jr who's got stories for days and andrew does too you know it's just like that for me is like that's that's worth the price of admission alone and the fact that i get to play with them is just you know well, you've given me you've given me a couple of documentaries i have to watch on mm -hmm. netflix now yeah that's, check that's, those out that's, that's one of the things i do and two of them are of members of srt right yep, yep. and and the one that's not there is you mitch yeah so, yeah so but uh our guest is mitch town and the band is called srt and we're going to listen to the first of three songs we're going to hear from them and it's Say it again. It's Tal Shia, right? Tal Shia, yeah. Jr. That's the. Uh, it's a. It's a Star Trek reference. Jr. is a big Star Trek guy. Really? So Tal Shia comes from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> is it a character? Is it a planet? Is it a? No, it was. Uh, he said there was a certain episode where uh, I think Spock's father was able to kill someone with a like a chop to the neck, and it was called the Tal Shia. <laughs> I love. I love that whole creative process of how something so obscure like this connects to something like this. And right. You, exactly. You don't make the connection, but when somebody does, then you're like, cool. <laughs> Just a little inside joke. Yeah. A little inside <laughs> thing for somebody. Really cool. Well, SRT is the band. Tell shy uh, is this tell shy. <laughs> Gotta say tell it right. Shia. Tell shy is the song right here on the music of America podcast.
is SRT. Our guest is Mitch Town from Omaha, Nebraska, here on the Music of America podcast. We'll get back and talk a little more blues and jazz after we talk about Vermont. River Ridge Farms, Vermont's recreation lover's dream, is this gorgeous vacation rental nestled right in the Green Mountains of Vermont. It's an escape for everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, a treeland river frontage, Go and enjoy a beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. And along with the multiple nearby ski, mountain resorts, breweries, hiking trails, biking trails, and other tourist activities, 
This spot is unique due to the multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. The owner, Diana, is also the host. And you talk with her, you'll set up a thing where you can actually interact with the pets on the farm. If not, just enjoy a comfortable stay in this modern farmhouse. Sleeps about 11 comfortably. There's enough space there to throw events like a retirement party, Christmas party, birthday party, New Year's party, Happy New Year, or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. So check them out, River Ridge Farms. There's a lot of River Ridge Farms in the country through Facebook and Airbnb, so you have to go by River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. Vermont Recreation, Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream, River Ridge Farms. Really big, big jazz festival up there, Mitch, that I'd love to hook you up with to get you guys. Oh, that'd be great. Get, at least get you, if not them, but... Uh, and we're only like an hour south of Montreal, which is one of the biggest jazz festivals in the world. Uh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be great. I don't, I don't know that they coincide time-wise, so I guess you'd have to come visit with me twice. <laughs> <laughs> and my open invitation to musicians, if they come up to Vermont or come to Missouri, I'm building a studio here in Missouri. And if you're oh, playing, playing in St. Louis, you have to come down and jam with me in my, in my studio. But... Well, if, if I you want an organ to put it in your studio, I can sell you one. I I, I have way too many. I have way too many Hammond organs. <laughs> but, well, you can just give them away and be known as an organ donor. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> but, um, boom. <laughs> Try exactly. the salad bar. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the next song we're going to listen to is Alto Vista. And for yeah. some reason in my head, that was a Spyro Gyro song. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I no, don't and know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But it seemed to me. I wrote this was, one. Okay. I wrote this one and I wrote this one. Um, uh, I wanted to write that kind of tune that it kind of had that, that, that kind of Quincy sound that JR would have played in like the early eighties, you know, it's uh -huh. got that like solid, solid sort of smooth groove. And uh, this is what I wrote. And when we, when we recorded it, JR played kind of exactly what was in my head. Uh -huh. You know, it's really amazing to be able to get to write for somebody that you'd listen to for so many years, you know, I grew up listening to those records that JR played on, even though I didn't know who he was at the time, you know, but I'm a child of the eighties. So, you know, I mean, right. he was the, he was the drummer on the soundtrack of my life, basically, you know, so to get to write a tune like that and have that guy play it. So that's kind of where Alta Vista came from. Gotcha. And I don't know what's on, while we're talking, I'm trying to wreck my brain about Spyro Gyro and I'm, I'm just going to give up now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look it up i'll have to look it up yeah um and why do you name like i'm, I'm always intrigued by instrumentalists and where mm -hmm. the names come from like what is there about alta vista that that's the name that? <clears throat> excuse me i have some family in uh, alta vista kansas and i was visiting them and uh that's where i finished writing the song you're kidding where is nope. I, I lived in kansas for it's years. a little tiny it's a little tiny town not far from manhattan Okay. Okay. Well, I was further yep. south. I was down in, well, I was in Wichita and then I was in this little town called Chinook, Kansas, which is okay. almost, almost straight down from, I guess, straight down from Emporia or Lawrence, one of the two. Uh, so I'm familiar with that part of the state because I read yep. news. I read news on the radio station. So oh, okay. if, if the name came up, if there was like a, an accident or something, you know, right on fire. Yep. That's so that's why it's called that. That's, that's, that, that's where I finished writing it. So why Omaha? Why is that where you were born and raised or? I am from a little town right outside of Omaha in Iowa called Missouri Valley. Oh, wow. And actually, you know, that's funny. That's kind of one of the reasons JR and I 
hit it off, I think, is because JR is actually from Iowa also. Well, he's from a town done. about a he's a he's from a town about an hour and a half from Missouri Valley called Creston, Iowa, about halfway from here to Des Moines. Uh-huh. And uh, so when I met him, you know, I was like, hey, I'm from Iowa, too. And he's got really strong Iowa roots. And that's kind of how we connected. But Missouri Valley is barely 25 minutes from Omaha. Oh, so, wow. you know, when people say, did you grow up in Omaha? Yeah, basically, you know. Right, right. It was a yeah. small Iowa town. But, you know, what? I came to Omaha for all my entertainment and anything like that. Yeah, good friend of mine so, in the Sycamore DeKalb area, but he just tells people Chicago. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm basically from around here and uh, just got roots here. And uh, but at some point, you know, of my career development, I decided I was just going to see how much because I never wanted to move to New York like jazz guys are supposed right. to move to New York. I think it just didn't. The city didn't appeal to me, you know. Uh, and so I decided to see, well, what can I do based out of here? You know, how, how can I have a career based out of Omaha? And it's it's gone pretty well. I just don't think of Omaha as one of the jazz capitals of the world. Well, it's not. <laughs> Let's just, uh, I'm not going to try to imply it's not. Now, that doesn't mean that there are some good players here and there are some things happening because yeah. there are now. But uh, no, it's not considered. Uh, now, back in the day, Omaha was a stop on a lot of the, you know, the when the territory bands went through, you know, all sorts of great jazz musicians came through Omaha back in the 50s and 60s, you know, well before my time, obviously. Really? Um Oh, yeah. And Omaha was a stop through here, you know, Chicago, Kansas City, Omaha, Denver, you know. Uh, So a lot of great music came through here. A lot of famous names back in the day. Uh, But, you know, there are touring bands like that now. So things like that, you know, so Omaha is not not necessarily known as a as a jazz town or a music town necessarily. But uh, it doesn't mean there's not some stuff happening. There's people here. It's pretty cool. Now, back to the Alta Vista. So it's named after a town. Yep. And what is the connection? That's just, that's just where you finish writing it. There's no like romantic image that comes. No, to no it's just where I finish writing it. I got gotcha. you. Sometimes it's that simple, you know. You, right. You, you know, you just gotta say, "Man, I gotta name it something." One of my favorite stories about that is uh, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young when they were Buffalo Springfield. They needed one more song, and uh, the whatever the agent or something said, "We need a we need a single now." Anybody got anything? Anybody else had work already committed? And right. uh, and then uh, 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 Steven says, well, I've got this one. You can have this for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. And then something that didn't yeah. have a title. Well, and, and, and I always heard the rumor about the Peter Gabriel album. So was that the record company had said, we need it. You know, the record company wants a title for your record. And his reply was, so. So I had not heard that one. I love. I I had not heard that one. That's my brother and I do these all the time. You know these like yeah. You know like like you brought up Steely Dan. You know how they got their name. You know that kind of. Oh yes. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, (laughs) some of that stuff's apocryphal, but I like to think it's true. That's funny. Midtown, our guest here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. We're going to get back to more conversation with Mitch and talk more about SRT. But right now, we're going to hear a song that he wrote himself called Alta Vista.
Alta Vista with Mitch Town from SRT. He's from Omaha. The band's from Omaha and Los Angeles and yep. Hong Kong. And, and <laughs> well, <laughs> they played there anyway. They played there anyway. And we'll get back and talk to Mitch a little bit more. Uh, he's a musician. He's a jazz musician. So I thought, let's talk about this here. It was founded back in 1999, a group called Jazz Generation. Now, it's a jazz education and performance initiative that creates playing opportunities for children and adults in New York through three different programs. These programs are called the Jazz Standard Discovery Program, or JDP, the Jazz Standard Youth Orchestra, JSYO. And in 2014, they started this program called Keyed Up, or KU. It's an anti-poverty program offering services that support professional jazz artists in their performing careers while revitalizing local businesses. Now, all these programs are intended to develop a whole new generation of public audiences and performances. And I really like talking about Keyed Up. It's the most recent program that was started in 2014. They started it by rescuing pianos destined for the dumpster. And then they'd position them in like smaller venues, like a mom and pop coffee shop, or maybe a bookstore, a florist, whatever. They would set up these, these keyboards and give them to the venues. And then they would ask the venues to chip in what they could to help support the artists. Then Jazz Generation, would offset the charge by paying the rest of the the fee. So let's just say as an example, like Mitch was just coming into into his own and he's in New York and he goes down to Radio Bean in Radio Bean, New York. And he's like, well, I got to get a hundred bucks. I said, we can pay you 20. Jazz Generation kicks in the other 80. And they gave him a keyboard to play there too. It's a really cool initiative, a really cool program. If you check them out, it's jazzgeneration.org or jazzgeneration.com. It's one of the other 
and sometimes both. So I just tell people to find Jazz Generation New York in your Google search, and you'll find them. I also have a link to them on the Music of America podcast, but I'd rather just find it on your own because it's just there's just so many different ways to help support this organization, as you'll find when you Google search them, jazzgeneration.org. Mitch Town from SRT, speaking of jazz, last song we're going to listen to is a song called, I called it Mr. Connecticut. And I was wrong because <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. CT and Mr. And what, CT and, and music files get sent to me. Like I might have a song called, uh, uh, love you all night long, but when they send it to me, they just call it all night long. Mm, right. You know? And so when I say, Oh, and here's your song all night long, and they'll say, well, well, Tom, it's actually love you all night long. Right. You know, here's a song called Mr. CT. I immediately think Connecticut cause that's where my son-in-law is from. <laughs> And I'm, you know, I'm in the East Coast half the year, so sure. I'm thinking, so it's actually Mr. CT, not Mr. Connecticut. Let's talk about that title. What's that about? Well, one of the one of the real foundational things that happened when I was in, I was a freshman in high school, and that was the first time that I had that someone ever played the band Tower of Power for me. Yeah, I was dry. I was this this senior in high school gave me a ride home from school. And he had the album back to Oakland in his cassette deck and it blew my mind. I was like, what is this? This is the coolest thing I've ever heard, you know? And so I, from that day, I became a huge tower of power fan. And, uh, one of my, one of the great things about tower of power is it heavily features the Hammond organ. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, Chester Thompson was the name of the organ player in tower of power. And he became one of my biggest influences of all time. And to this day, I'm still a huge Tower fan. And I wanted to write a song that was a tribute to him. And cool. so I wrote this tune that is, that's got a real Tower of Power kind of feel and that whole vibe. And I called it Mr. CT. After? After Chester Thompson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. I got to so see, there it is. Uh, I got to BB King when he was around used to come to St. Louis every year with BB, the BB King blues festival. It was a one day show. Okay. And it would be him obviously. And each year was a different band. So the first year I saw him, it was some, uh, fusion funk rock blues band out of Alaska. <laughs> I, I don't know who they are or who they were. They were phenomenal. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and then Robert Cray. Oh, and, wow. And yeah. Then, and then tower of power. And then B.B. King. And then uh, the next year, the only one, I, it was Robert Cray again and uh, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, And mm-hmm. and I can't remember who the other band was. And then, of course, B.B. King again. And that was cool because each each year I'd, I'd buy us front row seats. Sure. And we'd go there. It was always around our my ex-wife and our, our anniversary. And the, the second year, he looked down and he saw her. He goes, you change your dress, you know? <laughs> and then at the end of the show he walks over and he reaches something out and he drops it out for her she's got her hands out like this and it's a those plastic gold things but it's got the bb king and one's got a guitar on there yeah so got, yeah got nice on there's pretty cool pretty cool so mr ct tribute to mm-hmm. tower of power that's my tower of power connection let's there you go let's give it a listen right here mr ct with srt mitch town the music of america podcast
Mr. CT with SRT. Mitch, I don't know how the time flies so quickly on these things sometimes, but I think a good mm. part of it is because you know what you're doing when you on an interview, and thank you for that. It makes my job so much easier. <laughs> I do my best. There we go. This is the last segment of the show. We call it Shameless Self-Promotion, so please be shameless, and please self-promote both your individual and solo work that you do and about SRT. Well, you can definitely find SRT uh, at our website, everything about us, srtgroove.com. Um, there's, there's some links to, uh, we did, a like I said earlier, we did a week at Birdland in New York city, which was amazing. Cause that's one of the top jazz clubs in the world. It's uh-huh. world famous. And, uh, one of the nights they did, they streamed it live. And so I, we have some videos up there from Birdland, uh, from our website. You can also find our music on all the streaming platforms, which you can find that yourself. If you go to iTunes or Spotify, Search for the album name. Search for Vanguards of Groove. It comes up quicker than searching SRT because there's a lot of different things, a lot of different hits that come up with SRT. Yeah. So search Vanguards of Groove and you'll find it. Um, the next show we have coming up. So this is uh, this is New Year's Day. So we are going, and let me just double check my calendar so I got the date right. But we will be at uh, Catalina's in Hollywood on thursday january 18th so if anybody's Uh-oh. listening out there in los angeles you can catch srt at the world famous catalina's jazz club that's huge and this, that is yeah. huge catalina's a big club yep we we played there uh we played back we played there during the summer with tom scott and so now we're back there doing a trio hit and uh this coming year we have a bunch of dates pending so i can't promo anything okay. else for this coming year but uh Hopefully, SRT will be coming to a town near you. Well, we're hoping to get you, at least you, and your and your ham into the B3. Uh, you I'll know what? Tell, them to, to, tell them to call me. Tell them to call sure. me. I'll gladly come down and, and do that. And I'd love to get SRT to discover jazz up in Burlington. And that's my New Year's resolution. Since this is New Year's Day, I'll, I'll, I'll say three of my New Year's resolutions. One is to create a better communication with venues here in town so that when f- people like you are asking about coming to St. Louis, I can say, contact this guy, contact this mm-hmm. guy. Here's the pageant number. Here's, you know, things like that. Number yep. two is do the same thing in Vermont. And then number three, I'm going to record. I'm going to get my studio done and I'm going to record an album. Awesome. Uh, you should do, do that. My, well, you know, there's I'll nothing be- stopping you. That's one of the things that I tell people. That's kind of one of my messages is, you know, what's happening with me and SRT. This is, this is kind of the biggest thing that's happened in my career up to this point. And it's happened late in life. You know, I'm not in my 20s, you know. And so I think my message is, you know, it's never too late to really go after what it is that you wanted to do. Now, if you are in your 40s and you always dreamed of playing in the NBA, that dream may be gone. But that doesn't mean (laughs) that somehow involved in the thing that that, that you love. Maybe get into coaching. Maybe you can do that kind of thing. Because, you know, it was 10 years ago I decided to rededicate myself to music with no other intention other than I just want to see how much better I can get as a musician. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that, you know, in 10 years I was going to be playing with two of the greatest session musicians of all time and touring Japan. I mean, that came out of, you know, it didn't come out of nowhere. I worked to get to that point where I was sure. ready for that kind sure. of opportunity, but I had to make the the decision to dedicate myself to the craft and to really just be open to whatever happened. And so, you know, it's never too late to go after something. Amen, brother. 
and I'm inspired. I'm inspired by people like you that the inspiration has come from this podcast and talking to people that are older than me, younger than me. Uh, mm-hmm. but the, the, I'll say the can the pilot light has been lit. I haven't turned the gas on yet. Hey I'm, man, but you- I'm still building my studio, but when the studio is done, it's one of the reasons why I built it or I'm building it. Cause I want to be able to do just right. that. I want to go down there and plug in my Strat or my Les Paul and play a little bit and maybe write some stuff. But really what I want to do, I've, I've got this, this love affair with new Orleans and Louisiana. So I'm going to yeah. do about 15 songs that are all all covers, but they're all songs about the South or Louisiana or New Orleans, things like that. You know, New Orleans yeah. Ladies by LaRue is a great song. And I want yeah. to do that. And I might, some of these, I might need a keyboard player. So, hey, <laughs> I don't have do room. sessions virtually or I can come down to St. Louis. Either way. There we go. Sounds good, man. Mitch, thank you so much. Mitch Town, our guest today with, with SRT. Up next, we're headed to Aurora, Nebraska. Meet Todd Guthrie here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.